big screen, little screen. Welcome back if you are regular. If you're a newbie, log on to www.knowyourselfouthere.com and listen to prior episodes. Right now, it's all about big screen, little screen, whether you are listening on Rinse FM or you are listening on the digital streaming platforms. It's where we talk about everything good in the cinema, on the TV screens, online and everything else in between. If you don't recognise the voice, it's myself, SK Vibe Maker, and I'm definitely joined by movie reporter Larry What's cracking g in the building good morning bro it's been a while man feels good to be back it's been a few it's weeks good. it's been a few weeks in it still I'm yeah staying. man i had a I had a little virus a couple weeks ago where i couldn't even speak and then i know you was off what a couple couple days and stuff but um it's been good it kind of feels like a refresher like you come back you're more energized um there's been some big big releases that have been released we've got a big week this week but before we get started the weather man he lied to us. Where was this April heat wave that was mentioned at the end of March? I feel like somebody lied to you, but they didn't lie to me because I didn't <laughs> hear about that rumour and I wasn't bro. expecting it. So it's all good. I weren't disappointed. Bro, all we got were dust storms. I was forever cleaning my car, man. It was It's annoying. annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the dust storms. That was a few weeks back in it, man. I woke up one morning and it was looking hella dusty in the front garden on top of the bins, <laughs> on top of people's cars and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, there's been some good releases over the last few weeks. And I'm very, very happy that Better Call Saul is back. And we didn't review it. We didn't talk about it because we missed that one. But I've been watching it and I'm very happy, man. But in between watching Better Call Saul... My neighbours have been knocking on the door and complaining about the loud music. And that has got me a bit miffed over the last week or so. But the less we talk about that, the better. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> noisy <So>, neighbours. <laughs> well, I'm not trying to be the noisy neighbour, but I'm trying to be respectable. So you won't catch me playing music too late, man. I'm respectable with it. What we got on the menu this week, Lowry? We have a big show today, man. We've got two for the big screen and probably the biggest release of this week for the little screen. Where are we taking it first? We are taking it to the big screen. And before we talk about this one, here's a snippet from the trailer. Big screen, little screen. What's the worry here, Nick? You've lost some of your talent as an actor? No. (laughs) What did he say? He says he loves you, but he went in a different direction. I'm done. I'm quitting acting. Tell the trades it was a tremendous honor to be a part of storytelling and myth-making. Ah, man, I'm driving through the hills. I'm sorry. One more time. We got another offer. It's a million bucks. It's to attend a wealthy gentleman's birthday party. I would never do that. It's the easiest gig ever. You play yourself. Welcome to Mallorca, Mr. Cage. The guy that owns this house, what's his name? Javi. Is Javi gonna want me to, uh... I am Javi. Nick Cage. This place is stunning. What is your favorite movie? That's one of those questions that's impossible to answer. You can't just limit it to one. Imagine me and you. I do. Is it too much? Is this supposed to be me? It's grotesque. I'll give you 20,000 for it. Big screen, little screen. 
big screen, little screen, SK vibe maker, Move Report, Alari. If you're locking it right now, it's what we do every week. It's where we talk about everything good on your cinema screens, your TV screens, online, and everything else in between. Myself, SK vibe maker, Move Report, Alari. I think I said that already, but I said it again, but it's all good, man. What is that the trailer we just heard for, Alari? We just heard the trailer for one of my favorite films of 2022, and it's called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Imagine having that. The unbearable weight. I feel like bro. you love this one, Larry. I feel like you definitely love this one. You wanted to talk to me about it after you watched it, but I couldn't talk to you about it. You wanted to hold that little counselling therapy feedback <laughs> session, but I wasn't there for you, man. Bro, man, what, what happened, man? Where were you? <laughs> <laughs> this is an action comedy directed by Tom Gormican, and it stars my guy, Nicolas Cage, and he's playing a fictionalised version of himself after he reluctantly accepts a $1 million offer to attend the birthday of a billionaire superfan. And things take a turn when he's persuaded into working with the CIA because this billionaire superfan that is played by Pedro Pascal is actually an arms dealer. Hmm. The trailer looks quite interesting, to be honest. I mean, it's just an interesting concept because we don't come across many films where actors are actually playing themselves. Now, I mean, does it work or does it not work, Larry? Let's get down to the crux of it, man. Look, I'm a fan of Nicolas Cage and watching him play himself and go full Nick Cage mode. It's like one of the best things I've watched in a long time. <laughs> we get a possible reflection of his career done in a satirical way, but it's done in a way which like you, you kind of understand his career a bit more. So like Nicolas Cage, you know, he's a legend. He starred in some classics, Con Air, Face Off, The Rock. But then he's also starred in some films that weren't so great. So you had Ghost Rider, <laughs> where people mm, a bit like, eh. mm. you had The Wicker Man, mm -hmm. the famous, the bees, the bees. And I kind of felt like his name, there weren't respect on his name. So this film takes that and fictionalizes it. But then it's kind of like, there could be some truth to it. And I love the references in this film from his past movies. So you've got your face-off reference, you've got your Con Air, plus others, I won't ruin them. And what was surprising for me in this movie is the bromance between him and Pedro Pascal. Like, I didn't know we needed it, but we need more of it. <laughs> Where we meet Cage in this movie, he's not in the best of places financially and in his personal life. And it's their bromance that gives him a breath of fresh air. And it's also what elevates this movie to the next level. It's a joy to watch these two. It's hilarious. They work well together. Pascal's character turns out to be somewhat of like a therapist for Cage. They both have the same passions, especially in film and talking about movies and how movies should be done in this day and age. Uh, their likes and dislikes. And it's this connection that allows Nicolas Cage to be more of himself and let go of the things that are holding him back and mend his career and also put his personal life back on track. I feel like you gave them a lovely lowdown, Larry. We love yeah, that, man. man. You know what I'm saying? Definitely out in cinemas right now. The unbearable weight of massive talent in cinemas, rated 15. Go and watch it if you like, you know what I'm saying? Big screen, little screen, SK vibe maker, movie reporter, Larry. Where are we taking it next? We are keeping it on the big screen, SK. And before we get into this one, here's a snippet from the trailer. Big screen. Little screen. Have you told them, Lady Grantham? She's told us nothing. Do sit down. I've come into possession of a villa in the south of France. What villa? Start at the beginning. Years ago, before you were born, I met a man 
They spend a few days together and he gives her a house. You never thought to turn it down? Do I look as if I'd turned down a villa in the south of France? A telephone call for you, my lord. Mr. Barber is a producer and director. He wants to make a film at Downton. A moving picture at Downton. Would there be film stars, famous ones? I think it's a horrible idea. Actresses plastered in makeup and actors just plastered. There is something about him, like a wild animal ready to spring. Ready to spring on you, you mean? Action! Cut! Cut! Sorry. The modern world comes to Downton. Why do you think he gave you the villa? That is where the mystery resides. Then we're off to the Riviera. And with any luck, we'd miss the whole of Mary's frightful film. I do hope that was a prop. You steer ahead. You're the captain now. They better be warned. The British are coming. Big screen, little screen. You're definitely tuned into Big Screen Little Screen right here on Rinse FM, or if you are listening on the digital streaming platforms, it's where we talk about everything good on the big screen, the little screen, and everything else in between. And I just want to say something because I haven't said it for a little while. We don't do spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. That's for scoundrels, man. We just played a trailer. You just heard an interesting one. Larry's about to give you the lowdown. We just heard the trailer for Downton Abbey, A New Era. This is a historical drama film directed by Simon Curtis. And this is a sequel to the 2019 movie, Downton Abbey. One of the most spoken about franchises, Downton Abbey, you know what I'm saying? And I have to be honest, I'm interested, but I've never watched an episode. But I'm about to get down to it because it's on my watch list. So give us a lowdown on this, man, the plot and everything, Lowry. So the plot for this movie is we follow the Crawley family as they go on a grand journey to the south of France to uncover the mystery of a newly inherited villa. Now, I love a period piece. I've often spoken to you, Larry, about how they actually execute such realism in like, you know, getting everything right. Does it look very real? Does it look on point? And how do you think they've done it? Well, the TV show is known for its historical representation. It's set between the years of 1912 and 1926 actually let me go back a bit for those who have never heard of Downton Abbey this is actually a tv series and it's now been turned into a featured movie so we had the first one that came out in 2019 and now we have the sequel and the whole premise of the tv show it follows uh, an aristocratic family and their domestic servants in the post-Edwardian era and it showcases the great events of the time having an effect on their lives and the British social hierarchy so as I mentioned, it's set between the years 1912 and 1926. So you see events like the sinking of the Titanic, the First World War, the Spanish influenza, plus so many more historical stories that have been showcased. And in this film, it looks like we're going to be seeing more mysteries in this South of France location. It also has a really strong cast, Maggie Smith who we know for her role as Professor McGonagall in the Harry Potter series. We've got Samantha Bond, who's known for playing Miss Moneypenny in the Bond era, sorry, the Piers Brosnan era of the Bond movies. And then there's the, the original characters from the TV show, Laura Carmichael, Jim Carter, and Raquel Cassidy. So fans of the original TV series will be happy that they've got, you know, the classic characters from the original show. And also the original writer from the TV series is also written this film. 
like I said again, man, I want to get down to... I feel like I need to watch the TV series before I get down to watching these films. I feel like we mm. both have to watch the TV yeah. series as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Downton Abbey, A New Era is out in the cinema the 29th of April and is a PG. Big screen, little screen, SK Vibe Maker, Move Report Alari, whether you are listening right now on Rinse FM or you are listening via the digital streaming platforms, we've just spoken about two big releases. Now we are about to get into some trivia. If you're a regular listener to Big Screen, Little Screen, you know that we like to get a bit nerdy and celebrate the anniversaries. Mm. Now this week is the 27th, the 27th anniversary of Friday. Can you believe that, Lowry? I I can't. I, when you messaged me, I was like, "No way is this twenty seven years old." That is crazy. This film between my friend circle is probably top two most quoted films in terms of our everyday conversation. Like this film is a classic. <laughs> Definitely, we're going to talk about the cultural impact. Directed by F. Gary Gray and written by Ice Cube and DJ Pooh, starring Ice Cube, Chris Tucker, Nia Long, Bernie Mac, Tiny Lister Jr., and John Witherspoon. The first instalment in the Friday movie franchise, which had two sequels one released in the year 2000 and the next one released in 2002. So the film plot goes something like this Of course, it's Friday. And Craig, played by Ice Cube, has been fired and his rent is due. He hates his girlfriend and his best friend, Smokey, played by Chris Tucker, owes the local drug dealer some money. And as the day progresses, Craig and Smokey experience a crazy day involving crackheads, shootouts, dodgy pastors and quite a bit more, man. But we ain't going to get into the spoilers because we don't do that. The film was Gary F. Gray's first director directorial film debut and also because b- before that he was a music video director if i remember yeah. rightly yeah he did ice cubes today de- uh, it was a good day video yeah so he had a repertoire you know what i'm saying so this was his directorial debut ice cube and dj Pooh, they wrote the film um, they expressed their discontent in the way that the the hood had been previously depicted in um, previous black movies so they wanted to show a different side of the hood in this film and you can see that when you watch it i know a lot of you have seen it the script was only ice cube's third ever written script his two previous scripts were undeveloped so i mean it was a great start to his writing debut and this is just like a cult classic man what can you say about this film lowry oh man like even you just going through the plot of the film i'm just laughing because i'm just remembering so many things about this film like Debo let's let's talk about Debo rest in peace Tommy Tiny Lester Jr I mean his character is based <laughs> of a former leader of the Crips and to take that character and turn it into someone who he's still threatening but he's still comical at the same time is a genius move like I love that there's so many quotables from this movie. Like I, like we said at the start, it's Friday. You ain't got no job. You ain't got to do. Or how can you get fired on your day off? Or by Felicia. Like there's so many cultural... By Felicia's like probably yeah. the biggest one. That has become a very big meme on social media. Let's not get yeah. it twisted. By Felicia came from the movie Friday. How about yeah. that? By Felicia. Crazy. And you got, damn. Like, let's, like I said, 
me and my boys, like, if we, damn, like, there's so, it's just natural inside of us. Like, I've you have to say watched, it like that, innit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to put the fake American accent on. You can't do it in the British. But I probably watch Friday, I'm going to say, like, maybe two, three times a year. Like, I regularly, and I love the sequels, you know, next Friday and Friday after next. The fourth movie, which is called Last Friday, is in development hell, unfortunately. Ice Cube tweeted, I think, last year that Warner are refusing to make a sequel. They just don't want to make a sequel to it. But, you know, it's sad because so many of the main characters, well, not so many, but we had um, Witherspoon, unfortunately, passing away last year. Mm -hmm. um, who was the guy who played um, the guy that cleans Chris Tucker's car? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ezel, that's it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think Anthony Johnson, he sadly passed away last year. Mm. Um so it's quite sad if they are going to do a fourth movie, you've got the key people that made yeah, some the, of the, iconic the franchise characters. what it is. They're mm. not here, but I still would love to see a fourth movie. And let's not forget the soundtrack. Come ring, on. ding, dong. Ring, a ding, ding. Keep the hairs ring. Come like, on. Dr. Dre. Bangers. Cypress Hill. Rick James. Ooh. When soundtracks were soundtracks, you know what I'm saying? I yeah. feel like that's something that's kind of been phased out of films like that. They just seem to be just like something really in the background. But soundtracks are really, really a thing. I just want to not do a spoiler, but pick up on a particular scene. You know the scene with Debo over the bike ownership? And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's my bike, punk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just and then what Smokey now. says, you got nothing. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? That's DJ Pooh as well. For those who don't know, the guy that he punches. Um, my dad wants me to get my bike back, man. You know he's tripping. Oh man, that that's that's probably top three iconic moments in that film. Mm, Everything you know about and it took twenty days to shoot, and it Crazy. was shot on like a I think it was like a three and a half million dollar budget, and it made I want to say it made like thirty million. It made uh, just under 30 mil, so it was a box office success, you know what I'm saying, against the 3.5 million budget. That yeah. was massive. And black movies back then as well, like, they were struggling a lot of them, do you know what I'm saying? So, like, that's definitely... incredible. And also, fun fact, Chris Rock was actually supposed to play Chris Tucker's um, Smokey. But yeah. because of how Chris Tucker improvised with the character, they went with him. And, you know, Chris, I would say Chris Tucker and Chris Rock, they're kind of similar... When it comes to how theatrical they are with their people getting mixed up, man, till the, like, still to their this voice, day. yeah, they're very <laughs> animated and their voices are very, yeah, they're similar. So I could see how Chris Rock could play that character, but I think Chris Tucker was the right choice. And you know, I'm a big fan of of Chris Tucker, man. Even like his Rush Hour movies, like that's another Rush Hour two and Rush Hour one. That's another film that I watch two, three, maybe even four times. I know the whole script. Mm. I know. I, to be honest, I actually know the script of Friday as well. That's how many times I've watched it. Man, See, I don't want to. I don't want to deviate from the celebration of the anniversary yeah. of Friday. But like for me, like Friday was a big movie growing up, but also house party for me. And I don't feel like movies have to be compared like that. But you were saying like you know one of the greatest movies, and I believe so as well. Like black movies, hood movies, like cult classics. This is definitely right up there. But it would be so interesting to like sort of compare. I feel like for you, it might be Friday that wins. But for me, it might be very close between Friday and House Party. Mm. Two sick movies, man. Two and, great and, movies. And Ice Cube, I mean, his career, I mean, he did Boys in the Hood just before Friday. And again, that's another fantastic movie. And to then go do Friday after that, 
Brandon, he, he's talented. I know Put he's, some respect on Ice Cube, yeah? yeah great rapper, but also he, he's probably up there in terms of like music artist turned actor as well. For sure. Success. I know he did Daddy Daycare and all those kids yeah, films later on. He diversified, but... <laughs> didn't it, man? Let's yeah. not get it twisted. He couldn't yeah. be so serious all the time. And like for him to come from the NWA days and then Ooh. to be doing like movies like that was a fantastic transition. But, you know, let's salute Friday. Yeah. This month celebrating the 27th anniversary. It was released April the 26th, 1995. A box office success against a 3.5 million budget, earning just over 27 million at the box office. Rest in peace, Tommy Lister Jr., who played Debo, who passed away only recently as well, December, December 2020. And, you know, the other characters that passed away as well, man. Salute Friday. You know yeah, what I'm saying? We, we need that fourth one though. <laughs> Warner, if you're listening to this podcast, we need that fourth one. We need it. <laughs> we might get it. Big screen, little screen, SK Vibe Maker, Move Report, Lowry. What have we discussed already, Lowry? So we've already discussed the unbearable weight of massive talent. Go see that in cinemas, people. And Downton Abbey, A New Era. And of course, we've got a very big release coming up next. Massive. I'm not going to lie. I'm excited. It's probably my favourite release of the week, man. Give them the lowdown, Larry. This, this is the biggest release on the streaming platforms. I've been getting DMs saying, have I seen it? Does it live up to the hype? <laughs> <laughs> and before we get into this one, here's a snippet from the trailer. Big screen, little screen. I'm just sick of having blood on my hands, Wendy. It doesn't bother you. You're so desperate to be the good guy. She's lost her whole family because she met us. Why do you choose everyone else over your family? Don't back out on me when we're almost done. Don't do that to me. Bobby dies. Everything that we work for just falls apart. Welcome to my world. Wendy, I'm scared. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long. We're in a lot of danger. That's your choice. You're just another criminal to me now. I can go to Mexico and reestablish your control. You really think? Everything you do is to protect your family. Big screen, little screen. Big screen, little screen, SK Vibe Maker, Movie Report, Alari. You might be listening on Rinse FM. You might be listening via the digital streaming platforms. It's where we talk about everything good in the cinema, your TV screens, online, and everything else in between. We just heard a massive trailer. Massive. The gang are back. They're mm -hmm. back. Give them the lowdown, Larry. SK Man, it's an end of an era. Like, it's sad to say. We just heard the trailer for Ozark Season 4 Part 2. The final part to the hit Netflix crime drama series. Marty, Wendy, Ruth and co are back and it just sounds like it's going to be an epic conclusion to a classic TV series. Don't at me. Mm. Don't chat to me if you ain't <laughs> putting respect on Ozark's name. Yeah. Right up there for me. Top three, top three, top three. Damn. You know what? It feels like Damn. only yesterday. <laughs> I'll say it feels 
like only yesterday we were discussing part one at the top end of this year in january and this yeah. year has gone so quick we like when we watched the the part one seven episodes we we're like where's part two we need part two and mm. it's finally here and for those who don't know part two is the conclusion to the epic crime drama story of martin wendy's climb to the top of navarro's empire and they find another opportunity to leave the ozarks but some past sins jay they just won't stay buried and we see how these events finally conclude See, I've also, I've always described Ozark as like a darker version of Breaking Bad. Like that's always been my analogy of how it is. Like if you love Breaking Bad, I feel like you're going to love Ozark. Like Ozark is a, a bigger production, like a clean, obviously it's shot in a different era, but it's a darker version. And it's like basically a couple Breaking Bad. They were like above board. They were clean and shiny. And then they definitely go very dark side. But it's quite more. If you've seen Breaking Bad, it's significantly darker than Breaking Bad. Do you like my analogy? Am I getting some? Like, I do like it. Here, no, I do. I, I do like it. That's a very good analogy. And um, I'll definitely say with Ozark, in terms of the storytelling is what probably is the big, key difference between breaking bad and because ozark has like long drawn out episodes and not much happens in each episode but the conclusion in the last two episodes of every season so far have been a madness whereas i think with breaking bad there's a lot more exciting moments in each of the episodes but mm. I, I i like your analogy that was good there are a lot of people that i come across that say they haven't watched ozark and, you know, I take a positive from that because if you haven't watched Ozark, you've got a wicked TV series to go back and watch, man. There's a lot to it. There's a lot of layers. There's through each season, you're on a roller coaster ride, even though it's very like detailed. And like we said, like you have to pay attention to it. It's a roller coaster through the different series, man. And we're just like all good things have to come to an end. SK, I've I've had people tell me they watched it and didn't like it. I was like, what? <laughs> but each to their own. Obviously, you know, TV series and films are subjective to the viewer. But um, I'll just give a quick, you know, my thoughts on this final, the final seven episodes. Right out the gate, they don't take their foot off the pedal. So how part one ended, I was thinking, you know, they're going to give me an episode or two to get back to this, back up to the speed of things. That doesn't happen. It's crazy from episode eight the it's edge of your seat I, I know i always say this about ozark but it's edge of your seat content and even more so right up until the final episode the storytelling i found was a lot more refined in these last episodes as well I'm not saying the previous ones were bad but i just felt that with the they didn't try to spectacle us to death they stuck to what the show is known for and the formula and what works well for them whilst introducing some gripping new stories and also closing old ones in a satisfactory way as usual acting performances across the board are just incredible and i'll say lastly the ending which i did watch a few times because my reaction of each of the times that i watched it was different i'll say that it ended in the most realistic way in the ozark universe and the story if you take the story from episode one in season one all the way to the end of season four, it ends in the most realistic way and I wasn't disappointed. I feel like this is a TV series that I'm going to watch a few times over. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm going to watch it again. There's not many TV series that I've watched again. I could probably easily count on one hand. Do you know what I'm saying, Lowry? Mm, I agree with you. I agree with you. And for me, Ozark definitely enters in my top 10 of all time. Where on the list? 
I'm still deciding, but what a journey it's been. I've loved every bit of it. Sad to see it come to an end, but I'm also glad that they know when to end a series the right way. Sometimes we get a Walking Dead situation where it's like 15 million seasons long. Mm. And it's kind of like, all right, enough is enough now. Um, but with that said, I give this a Lowry four and a half out of five stars, season four. Boom. Mm. Lovely, man. Hopefully we get a spin-off season. We never know. Ozark season four, part two, the ending of a big chapter is out the 29th of April 2022 via Netflix and it's Certificate 18. It's been another great week of big screen, little screen. Myself, SK Vibe Maker and Movie Reporter Lowry. Remember, you can hear us weekly on Rinse FM or you can listen back to the whole catalogue on the digital streaming platform. Just search for your favourite one. Search it out. Know yourself out in network. It's very easy. Larry, I'm going to catch you back here next week, man. Where can they find you in the meantime? They can find me on my social media handle, which is at everything Lowry. Lowry spelled L-O-W-E-R-Y. My YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram is all under that. And of course, you can find me on all socials at SKVimeMaker or log on to www.skvimaker.co.uk. We're going to be back next week. Have a good weekend, Lowry. Have a good week, SK. And remember, people, I watch the bad movies so you don't have to. Take care. Big screen, little screen.